Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. Hey guys, welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. This is your co-host Tom. I'm here with John and Mike, uh, and this week we've actually brought Zach into uh not the studio i guess into our zoom call uh here as we record another uh, quarantine episode but we wanted to actually sit down and and kind of throw mike into a guest seat as well this week and talk to mike and zach about the race that they just did um if you have not gotten a chance to yet you need to stop listening right now uh head over to youtube and check out our strong towers uh channel over there. They just posted up a video. It's, I don't know, 16, 17 minutes long um, about the race that they did. It is fantastic. Um, There's interview footage on there from the two of them. There's amazing drone footage from their neighbor who apparently kills it on the the drone videos. So you need to go check that out. We'll we'll talk about the the video and some of the things that they talk about um, during that video over the course of this episode. Um, so definitely go check that out and then come back and, and listen to the, the, the talk that we have with these two guys. So Mike, I, th- I think I want to start with you. We had earlier in the spring, uh, we had talked about you uh, kind of getting into the, the road racing deal. Uh, obviously we had, we had done Ragnar a while back and, and you did the Stockville with Zach and his brother-in-law. And so you've been on this kind of endurance uh, sport journey for a little bit, uh, and you had, had officially thrown the gauntlet down on a half and a full marathon. Um, and so we had talked about training plans and that sort of stuff. And um, if I remember the calendar right, we wouldn't have hit the half marathon point yet in your training. And yet here we are, early May, and you just completed a 50K. And so what was that like, uh, kind of ratcheting up? all of a sudden to, to jump into this race. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was a bit of an accelerated path. Fortunately, I had a, a great coach and somebody who uh, put on the miles with me. I think it's important to kind of back up um, even before that. Um, I think the Stockville was a great intro, a great stepping stone into this, into this path and kind of relit a fire, if you will, that was kind of started off with, with the Ragnar, right? So the Ragnar, I left the Ragnar and thinking to myself like, oh man, I'm, I'm a runner now. We're going to be doing this every week. And that immediately stopped like two weeks, three weeks later. And, and so much so that I didn't start running again or even trying anything to go beyond a mile until we got ready to do start training for the Stockville. And so going on the Stockville, which I'm, I'm actually wearing my Stockville shirt now, uh, from the rootstock guy, so that it's pretty fun. Get a little motivation, but um, going on to the Stockville with Zach, it was one of those situations where quitting wasn't an option. It was like, let's go out there, let's get it done, let's push through. We're not trying to win anything. We're not trying to capture the the title of of you know best three man team. It was more of an opportunity just to really just go out, enjoy community, brotherhood, and kind of like really test our ability and. You know, going back on that episode of the Rootstock uh, recap, I talked a couple times about how I wanted to quit, right? I was I was not feeling capable. I had pains. I had aches. I had soreness multiple times, different places, jokingly, almost in tears that like, I was I was done. 
And it kind of, it, it was a little bit of an awakening because, you know, during my military career, I've never had an issue with physical accomplishments, right? I was, I was, I've always maxed PT tests. I've always been able to do well on, on, on the physical attributes, but this was really a gut check, right? This is one of the t- first times that I, I was probably the most out of shape guy on the team and it, it hurt. It was a, it was a little bit of a, of a, like I said, a gut check and something that kind of, you know, was a blow. Fast forward a couple months later, you know, I hadn't started running yet, but we decided to go play flag football. And, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes into it, I, I pulled my calf. And talk about like another gut punch. Here I am, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, 22 years old anymore, but still, I mean, it's flag football with the middle-aged guys. It's not like, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, super awesome patterns and, and, and like, you know, sprints up and down the field. But my old body just didn't take it, and I pulled my calf. And I remember sitting on the sidelines, fighting back tears, thinking to myself, like, okay, what is going on here? I am not where I need to be. And then, you know, fast forward a couple months later, and I had a a heart-to-heart with Janelle about where I was in my physical abilities right now. Like, why am I having such a hard time? Why am I mouth-breathing when I'm playing tag with the boys? Why am I needing to pause every time we have a nerf battle? And it it was a situation that I started... Um, a few months back to say, Hey, I am, I'm, I'm tired of it. Right. I want to be, to be more physical with my kids. I want to be more active. Um, so I, I jumped on this little, you know, anytime fitness six week challenge to lose 20 pounds in six weeks and really bet on myself. And, and I accomplished that, right. I was able to lose the weight, um, move on past that. And during that time I started running again and I started picking up. I remember my first run was like two miles and I walked, I stopped, I started looking like I always do for resources on how to get better, how to accomplish the next task. And I came across this video. It was, a, it was two guys that were looking out and, and, and running with each other to run a hundred miler. And at the end of this video, these two guys are like in tears, hugging each other, telling each other like, wow, what an accomplishment. And it instantly sent me to a flashback of a conversation that I had with Zach. And I'm not sure if he remembers this conversation, but he was just talking about like at the, at the 70 mile mark, how he was just like, having this like spiritual experience, like being able to talk to God while doing a hundred miler. And so here I am remembering that conversation with Zach, watching this video. And I'm thinking to myself, like my dad's done some ultras. Maybe this is an opportunity for me to kind of continue the challenge, continue working on myself physically. And you know what, why not go for the whole thing? Right. Cause it's not, and I, and I said this in the, in, in the interview on, on the, on the video, but I couldn't get away with running a hundred miler on just my natural talent. It was going to take dedication. It was going to take work and it was going to take me putting in the miles to do this. And that is a life change that I was looking for. And so like most things in life, I was looking for help and I was looking for a mentor. I was looking for a coach and I needed somebody who had run a hundred miler. So who do I know? This is Mr. Zach Derweiler. And I called him up. I said, <laughs> I said, Zach, Hey man, I have a friend that's looking at running a hundred miler. What advice would you give him? Right. And he's like, Oh wow. Who's this friend, Mike? All right. I'm just kidding. It's me. I'm thinking about running a hundred miler. Don't tell anybody because I don't want to have to have any commitments if I if I decide to pull out of this and not do it right. Uh, here I am talking about it on the podcast now, so I kind of got to go through with it. Um, but uh, Zach said, "Yeah, man, I, I have a, I have a couple plans. I can show you what what I did, and 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 we can we can uh, we can get you to where you need to be." We and then I think it was like a week into it, and he goes, "Hey, Mike, you know what? I've uh, you know we all have our different learning styles, our different teaching styles." You know, instead of me telling you what to do, how about I show you and we do it together? And that started us down this path of of running together. And so, you know, I'll, I'll throw it back to Zach now. 
here I am to this point, and a lot of it has to do with just your help and all the things that you've done as far as, as running with me. So I, you know, I'll pass it on to you and and how how the story went from a uh, perspective in your point of view. Yeah, so it, it's interesting uh, when you talk to different people about um, these endurance races, hundred milers, you know, marathons to some degree, but even those are becoming a little more commonplace in, in how they respond. And um, you generally get kind of two types of reactions. The first being you're crazy. I can't ever imagine that, you know, what's wrong with you. And then there's another one where it's like, whoa, what was that like? How did you do that? And Mike definitely, I think all along had the, whoa, what was that like? How do you do that type attitude? And so when he came to me, I kind of knew, I'd kind of seen that spark in him before, especially in like the Stockville of um, wanting to challenge himself and get out there. And so it wasn't, all that surprising to me but it's a big commitment in laying it out and so first thing you know you want to kind of judge okay where where's where's their head at like are they thinking it is a hey i'm gonna do this in 10 weeks type thing or they realize what type of commitment it's going to be and so kind of figuring that out and then realizing hey this is probably going to be a year and a half to two year commitment if this is something you want to do I mean, depending how you train, you might be able to do it earlier than that. But um, thinking about family dynamics and time and training, you're talking about a year and a half to two years uh, commitment to get to where you want to be. And are you willing to do that? And so when he really started laying out uh, and talking about, uh, and it was probably a little earlier in the year that he had started talking about in general about moving away from goals and moving towards habits and formations it struck a chord in me and something that I wanted to do as well. You know, I had run my hundred miler last April and I had uh, much like Mike, when I kind of uh, put that up as a goal, one of the big reasons was that it was kind of force going to force me to run. Um, And I knew I wanted running in my life more and knowing that uh, that's not a race that I could finish without it, um, without um, the training. But then as soon as it was done, I pretty much stopped running. You know, I had had the big time commitment. Um, and so when Mike kind of came at me talking about habits and formations, he really struck a chord on something that I was after too. Of I had, I've done these races, I've done this type of stuff, but I didn't want to keep doing it for the race and keep doing it for myself. I wanted to push for something more. And one of the things I've really been working on the last two years is developing stronger relationships. And I think uh, part of that is having these shared hard experiences. And so the ability to coach Mike through something that he might not think he can do himself himself, and that I can kind of see in him and see the possibility, um, just give me that. I thought, would just be a great opportunity for me, A, to go after something I want, which is um, being more consistent in my running and making it more a part of my lifestyle. And two, learn more about encouraging someone, coaching them and bring them along. And three, just the time I get to spend with Mike when we run together. Uh, I mean, it's something that, you know, in our lives now, when you start dividing up your time between work and kids and family there's not really that much time to just hang out with friends but combining that with fitness and getting you know in in the case of this 
this race, basically 24 hours uh, living together is pretty unique. And then running on a road at 1 a.m., we weren't super talkative at that point, um, but it's still time that, that we wouldn't normally get. And, and you, you get to talk about things that you don't normally get to in a you know 20 minute conversation or a bump in in the hallway at church. And I love that for both of you. It's, it's, uh, it really is, it's become more than just about the running. You know, you, you brought up the, the conversations about habits and formations and, you know, Mike was talking about life change and just the direction that he wants to see himself going in. But I think about you too, Zach, you know, I've known you for a while now and, uh, and I've known that you're a, you're a doer and you're a jump in and get things done kind of guy but to see the coaching aspect of this coming out for you, uh, is really cool. And, and, um, you know, obviously I know a little bit more of, you know, the back and forth that you two guys have during the runs and whatever, but even just in the video, uh, and, and in the way that you're talking during the video, you can tell that that's, uh, you know, that's always part of your mindset, um, it is coaching Mike through, or, or, you know, somebody else through the experience. Um, and so just the development that, that I see in both of you guys as you're uh, moving down this road has been really cool. So like Tom said, you know, this race wasn't just about the race. It wasn't just about the distance. It wasn't just about the time. You know, there were some other things that you guys were after in this. So take us through some of the highlights that you normally wouldn't expect to see in a highlight reel. I mean, the video you guys put out looked phenomenal. You know, the, the footage of you guys running, the different trails and paths and roads that you went on. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of clear highlight material there, the finish in particular, I mean, you guys looking spent, but, you know, so invigorated at the same time. Um, but what were some of the things that you really appreciated that we might not have been able to see in the video? For me, one of the things that jumped out of this race was it's, it's five miles. So we were running five miles every four hours, um, for a 24 hour period. And we ran that a little bit more to get to like the 50 K mark. So 31 plus miles, um, you know, in training for an ultra, the one thing you're going to have to do is just things that you don't want to do or things that you don't, uh, think you can do. And so the act of running five miles, going back, resting. Yeah, that sounds easy. But then when it comes to, okay, it's 1 AM, I have to go out and run. Um, and then come back and get as much sleep as I can in the short break. You know, that's, that was really more of the training. Um, later on, you got more tired, but the, the big highlight was like actually getting out of bed at 1am or getting out of bed at, at for the 5am run. Um, those were hard things. And I think the more times you do those hard things, the more, you know, you can do them. And so later on, um, as we move on into some of these more ultra events, um, you know, our legs are going to be spent and you're going to have to just keep running. And so with the more times you can put yourself in circumstances where things are hard mentally, physically, and do it, the more confidence you can build that you can do it next time. And, it, and it's building those wins. And I think putting yourself in those hard circumstances, whether it's running when it's raining outside or running when you know you don't want to or getting up early or running late you know there really is something about you know like it talks about in james about just how 
you know, consider a joy when you meet trials of various kinds, because the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And when that steadfastness has its full effect, you may be perfect and lacking nothing. Now, as I'm talking about faith, I think it also applies to, to our mind, soul, and spirit. You know, the more times you face trials, the more prepared you're going to be when trials come. So I think in this circumstance, we're putting ourselves in hard circumstances. Um, and at least for me, for the hope that when other trials come at me, I'll have confidence, whether they be physical, whether they be spiritual, whether it be mental, because I've known, I've seen how I behave. And it's not always that I behave well in those times. There's many times when I fail and that's really where it comes having someone else because the number of times I would get up at 1 a.m. and run by myself is very few. But when you have Mike or someone else sitting there, um, it's it's probably 99% that I'm going to go out and run just because of that that brotherhood that you have of not wanting to let the other person down. Yeah, I love that. I love that response, Zach. I think, you know, to add on to that, when you and I first, you know, started talking about this, we were encouraged by, you know, the original section of our podcast when we talked about, you know, physical challenge, mental challenge, spiritual challenge, relationship challenge. And, you know, going back to putting ourselves in the situation, you know, a little bit of uh, inside baseball, the days before we started out on this race, I had run seven miles just as a, as a warm up race. And I was feeling heavy. My legs were feeling tired. My joints were hurting. And I came back and I had a conversation with Janelle and I told her, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I do not know if I'm going to be able to, to finish this race on Friday. Like, what did I sign up for? And so we did the first leg. I came back. I was like, oh, you know, I feel, I feel a little better. Um, we did the second leg and I told Janelle, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling tired. Like I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not, I am afraid again that I'm, I'm, I'm going to fail. And, and she was so encouraging in that moment and just, just reminding me, Hey, you know, you've done the work you've put in the miles. It's, it's like Zach said, it's five miles at a time. So put yourself in these situations, allow yourself to have these mental victories over each one of these legs and just take it one leg at a time. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And I, I came down and, and, and Zach was like, all right, you know, we got another five miles in a little bit. And it was just that little bit of encouragement that I needed to kind of remind myself like, hey, we're in it together. We're, we're, I'm putting myself in this situation and I'm, I'm going to overcome. And it was, it's that ability to kind of, or that opportunity to go through and have those victories to put a little bit more confidence in myself, right? Like I, here I am now saying to myself like, oh, I got to go run a half marathon this weekend. And I'm like, okay, it's only 13 miles. Let's go. And I would never have said that, <laughs> never have said that in any of my training that I've done. Oh, it's only 13 miles, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm looking at the training schedule and there's some 20 milers in there that I'm, I'm kind of afraid of right now. But these small victories, these little, little, um, you know, stepping stones along the way, as we kind of said in the, in, in the outro of the video, um, it's about the journey. And I was reminded that on a conversation we had recently that, you know, it's this journey that we're going on, this path that we're going on. That's really the exciting part, right? Like the hundred miler is, is, is going to be, um, not even the finish line, but it's going to be, you know, it's, it's the azimuth that I'm aiming for right now. But this journey, this path that we're on has been amazing. I mean, and even, even beyond the training, even beyond the physical portion of it, you know, to tag on to two things, like just, I've never talked to Zach this much as I have before 
at all in our relationship, right? And it's not just about running, like not even just about training, just just check-ins. Hey, how are you doing? How 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 are you doing mentally? How are you doing physically? How's work? How's the family? And these conversations, yeah, they carry on into our runs, but they also carry on to during the week, you know, just it, it, we might go a day or two without a check-in and then both of us will almost like instantaneously check in with each other. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? And, you know, in addition to that, the relationship with my kids, I mean, I, I, I don't know why, but I get a kick out of it when I'm putting my boys to sleep. And the first thing they ask me is like, Hey dad, are you going for a run? And like Jonah looks at me, he's like, Oh, you're going to run fast. I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, no, but I'm going to run slow, but, <laughs> but I'm going to go run, you know? Um, and so, you know, this, this whole experience, like, I think, like I said, I was reminded of in this conversation we had, uh, recently, but this journey is, 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 I don't want to miss out on the, on this journey, right? I don't want to keep my mind focused on this hundred miler as a finish line, but just these, these weekends that I'm putting in work, these, 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 you know, Tuesday, Thursday runs that I'm, I'm putting in that this is, this is important. And, and, uh, each one of those, um, you know, is an opportunity to overcome. So I do, I do appreciate that on this, on this path. Yeah. Tom, you, you observed, um, just the coaching aspect coming out in me more. And that's something I've really been working on of, of trying to be more of an encourager. And Mike is my, you know, um, test dummy that I get to to kind of (laughs) practice on because, you know, I do have two boys and I think that is a big part of, of fathering them well um, yeah. is is that encouraging side, and I think naturally I may have more of a critical uh, nature to point out the faults and trying to build. So I'm, I've been trying to build up that encourager, um, and through that, and like I said, Mike is my my tester um, to develop those skills. Um, but I think on you know. Um, is mentorship natural or is it something that's developed? Because for me, I'm definitely working to develop it, um, that coaching, that mentoring, um, that encouraging. And a big part of it is the time. But um, for you all, when it comes to being mentored and mentoring, how much of it do you think is natural versus, um, you know, a practice or a habit? Yeah, I think um, my initial answer was, was both um because i think i I kind of fall into the same boat as you zach like i i don't tend to naturally be that encourager um which maybe sounds a little strange from a person who who spent the first half of his professional career as a teacher and coach um you know but but that's um you know it's not something that necessarily is is a natural personality trait for me Um, so I have to work at it, uh, you know, and I have to be intentional when I'm in the classroom, when I'm on the track, when I'm with my kids, with my wife. Um, but I think also the, the other side of that is, um, each of us has something that we can give in an area that we can, we can, uh, lend expertise in, um, and, there may be, you know, some, some path of, of self-discovery to figure out what that is, um, but that each of us has something that we are qualified to be a mentor or a coach in, and we may not necessarily um, recognize that right away, but, um, but there are people that need the expertise that we have. I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about, you know, you and Mike, and you're going to coach him up, um, through this hundred miler process, it, it, it's not like you've got 
you know, 20 or 30 of these under your belt, right? You, you've got one that you did, um, you know, and so you have more experience, not a ton of experience more, but you have more experience. You've gone through it. Um, I, I really like what Mike was talking about with the victories, right? You, you've logged those victories and you know that, that mentally and physically you can get through it. And so you are actually in a position where you have something to offer Mike, um, which I think is really cool because I, I think, especially for guys, it feels like we just sit and wait until we've gotten to that point where we've accumulated some vast wealth of knowledge in an area. And then we feel qualified to be able to be mentor that coach. Um, instead of looking for the places where we can offer what we already have. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think you, you, you can't mentor unless you have something to offer, right? You can't give what you don't have. You can't lead where you haven't been. Um, and so, you know, the armchair quarterback, the couch expert is not actually a mentor. Right. Right. Um, a mentor, I think by definition is someone who can take you someplace that they've already been. But by the same token, I think the developmental piece of the mentor is moving from an immature place of mentoring to a mature place. And I think immature mentors insist on leading people along the exact same path that they themselves followed. Um, and so, you know, Zach, one of the things that I appreciated watching you and Mike, you know, from the bleachers on this one um, was that, I mean, you shared the benefit of your experience of your, of your one time doing this, but you also had the wisdom to recognize that Mike needs to run this his way and your willingness to help Mike run his race rather than help Mike run your race is I think where we begin to see the shift in development as mentors. Um, you know, and, and that's very much something that, that I resonate with as a teacher, you know, expert, you know, content experts are fantastic. Um, I am so grateful that we have people that know a lot about something, but subject matter experts do not always make great teachers because great teachers, you got to know something obviously, but great teachers are able to see where someone is and see how to help them get to the next place that they need to be. And I think that's, that's the shift that happens with mentorship as we grow in that capacity for ourselves. And just like you guys are putting yourselves in positions where you have to learn to do something that maybe you're not quite sure you're, you're capable of doing in this case running, I think mentorship works the exact same way that you have to put yourself into position to offer something and then see how it's received. Um, you know, and I know Tom has had experience with this, with coaching. I did as well, where I walked into my first coaching position, knowing a lot of stuff, but not knowing how to convey that stuff to a group of athletes that were different from me. And so I had to do it wrong many, 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 many times and deal with all of the inherent frustrations that came with it of why can't you just do the thing that I'm showing you how to do and the thing that I'm telling you how to do. And, and it took years to get to a place of recognizing that they don't need to do it the way that I did it. Yeah. And to then begin to look at their potential and help them realize the next thing that they could do and that, you know, they should do and that they didn't realize they were capable of. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of those things that can happen with mentorship where it stops being about me 
and it starts being about you. Yeah, I love that. I think with with my history and my red crayon kind of mindset, I tend to paint with broad strokes and I think of you know titles such as leader, mentor, coach, teacher, and oftentimes because of being the NCO that I was, I had to really bring those all together as one leader, you know, coach as 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 a title of of, you know, first line supervisor. And now that I've gotten older and a little bit more um, you know, more mature in my mindset, knowing that hey, not all teachers are leaders, not all leaders are mentors, not all mentors are coaches. And it it's it's been a, a whole nother perspective for me to understand that, hey, you know, you can be a great mentor without being that leader. You can be a you can be that guy who can teach me and coach me along and provide, you know, a, a path. But like you said, doing it in a way to allow me to also learn and do it my way, right? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I, you know I've always you know appreciated from Zach is just he's he's you know to use the 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 adage a natural born leader, right? He is just has that leadership qualities, and you can see that in him. But that mentor coach thing is something that I'm now getting experience firsthand. And like I said, in the past, I would have tied those two traits together and they are unique. They are their own separate virtues or, or, or qualities. You know, I mean, that's that's two separate podcast episodes, leadership and mentorship. Right. right. And, and and that's what I'm looking at right now is first, you know, Zach, you know, and, and you know, said this before, I've always you know thought of you as being a, a great planner, a great leader, a great, you know, uh, you know, you just a numbers kind of guy. But experiencing your mentorship firsthand is something that I'm had, had the privilege of receiving. Yeah, I think shifting to uh, the perspective of talking about the mentor's perspective to the mentee's perspective, um, and it just I, I can't I can't talk about mentorship um, without like Nate Allen's voice ringing in my head. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But one of the things he said uh, really drives home, and I think um, you know the the other part of the question equation is the mentee. Um, and the way he talks about it uh, in general of like looking at every person as they have something to offer and something to teach me and I have something to learn from them. Um, so whether it's in a one-on-one -on -one mentoring thing or a team, um, he really pushes that of going in of I have something to learn from each person who's here right now um, and I have something to give them and I have something to receive. And so I think uh, Mike, in this case specifically, you know, you have been a very open mentee, ready to learn, ready to absorb, ready to take the the things I share and then figure out how they work for you and come back with questions. Um, but I think that's a, an important part of it too, because I think you can have an amazing mentor um, uh, with with incredible an incredible skill set, but if the mentee doesn't have the right mindset. Um, and doesn't want to receive um, that that mentoring, like you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think that is something like you mentioned is continue to build on onto itself. Growing up in you know in, in in the barracks time in the military, we were big time kung fu fans, and I remember always watching and being like, I am you know student of so and so and student of so and so, and they had this long list of of their teachers that they they, they came before them, and you know I can only think about you know like Zach, you know when you ran your first hundred, right? You had the opportunity yeah. to train with other people too, you know that you know Ernie, right, was a great example yeah. of somebody who kind of ran and coached with you as well. Um, so like in that second degree black belt of of senseiship, I am you know been trained kind of by Ernie as well, right? Yeah. I mean, that's along the path yeah. on my on my on my belt and my tag. 
And, you know, and ultimately, I think that's something that we all look at, too, as far as like even, you know, Nate Allen and, and somebody we look at as a, as a, as a mentor, um, but kind of pivoting to that as well as shifting yourself into that mentor role. Um, you know, in the military, they always say that pay it forward, right? Everything you've learned and everything you've been taught, you owe it to the next generation, the next guy behind you to teach them. Um, you know, one of the one of the best things I ever learned as a leader wasn't so much that to make yourself the only guy who can do a job, right? Your job is to to teach people to, to to take your job. You want the guy, the next guy, the number two guy to be able to do your job 100% if you're not able to do it, right? You want to be able to step away from that team and your team functions 100% without you. Uh, make yourself, uh, you know, I don't want to say useless, but make yourself not a key point in the in the team, right? You want to teach. You know, in my mind, everything that I'm learning right now, I'm I'm already thinking, all right, who's who am I going to to pass this along to? Because it's just selfish to to keep this and 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 not, you know, pay that forward. So I don't, I'm not sure if that's something that rings true for you, especially as you pivot from the 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 student, you know, uh, mentee to the mentor teacher uh, aspect, and that's something you've maybe even uh, thought about as you as as you've started this journey along with me. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there's no way I would have finished my hundred miler if it wasn't for Ernie, uh, and that goes from the the training standpoint um, to the actual race. Um, and I think, um, you know, one of the things that I really saw in him, because um, because those who know Ernie know that the he's incredibly fit. Um, he he can he can be a fast runner. Does he even so, run in? Does he even own any running shirts? I feel like that guy just runs topless all the time. No, it's just it's just bare bare chested, <laughs> run you over, um, super fast. Uh, um, yeah, no, he's he's a crazy man in in a good way. Um, but when it came to you know race day, you know I knew he was going to have to slow down to stay with me through the race, um, and I think what I saw in him and that of times um, even on training runs where I knew he could go faster and he was staying slow to stay with me um, to make sure I got my miles. In. And when you see that um, I think you can't help, but um, want to give that back uh, and want to show others how, when they want to uh, themselves. And so um, I think that that, what he demonstrated definitely put something in me to do it. Cause I've done, um, you know, half a dozen or so endurance races, but when you actually look back at them, um, I've almost never had the same teammates for any of them, uh, because people move or they get burnt out or, or, or whatever. And so it really is a shift in mindset for me of, um, investing in those relationships in a different way than I have in the past. Um, and inspiring, even our, even our Yeti ultra run. I think that's one of the things, uh, Mike, you and I have talked about is one of the really cool things about doing this is just the people we've reconnected with who've seen it and have been inspired with it. Um, I mean, I know multiple people that went out and ran it after we did because they saw us do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and people who it was their first time ever running anywhere near that distance, um, or people who are sending us private messages saying, Hey, you know, I was inspired by that. You know, I'm thinking about getting out again, you know, what, what would you suggest? And so I think that's the cool thing too, of, um, pushing ourselves and stretching ourselves to grow ourselves and also inspiring others, uh, to push themselves in different areas, uh, whether it be 
you know, exercising, it could be spiritually, it could be a whole, whole lot of different ways, but to put people outside their comfort zone, um, uh, to really, to really find that challenge and that growth that, that we're all after. Yeah. And I like where you took that Zach as sort of maybe, a a signing off point for this episode. And we're going to pick this up again next episode, but you know, there's always another level of challenge available if we're willing to seek it out, right? You guys could always try to run these races faster. You know, Zach, you could try to run a race at Ernie's pace. You know, Mike, you could try to run a race at Zach's pace. I could try to run a race. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Like there's always, there's always another level of challenge available, but part of what we've been talking about is, is really the focal point is it's not the challenge itself. It's the willingness to put ourselves into challenging situations to develop the habits of mind and body that allow us to then encounter the challenging situations that we didn't plan and that we didn't expect and that show up unannounced because those always happen and to have placed ourselves in the best possible position to respond well in those circumstances because we've intentionally put ourselves in the hard situations beforehand. And so that's what I really appreciate about where this conversation has just sort of organically shifted. I mean, we started off just sort of reminiscing about a really awesome race that you guys did and the work that you put in on the front end to make it successful and where we've taken this conversation or where this conversation has taken us is sort of this lifestyle mentality that you guys were talking about of being willing to subject yourself to hard things in order to be prepared for the hard things that you, you, you can't predict and, and how much overlap there is in learning to train your mind and body this way for physical challenges and the payoff that you find when those unexpected challenges show up in relationships or in life circumstances or whatever those other things are. And so I'm just, I'm really excited to see where we continue to take this conversation on mentorship over the next couple of episodes. Yeah, I, I agree, John. I, I think I'm, I was just sitting here listening to Mike and, and Zach uh, talk. And, and I think this is the first time that I've actually felt this way, not to be full on cheesy. Um, but I, I just literally felt like this is Strong Towers. We're sitting here talking to two guys who are out there doing hard stuff, um, you know, challenging themselves, growing themselves, um, but they're doing it in a way that they're building each other up. They're building up community around them because of the way that they're approaching it. They're checking their egos as they go into it um, to be able to, to have this shared experience together. Um, you know, that, that's what it's about. Uh, you know, and that's what I hope people are hearing out of this, that, um, you know, get out there and, and do hard stuff. Um, but that there is a way that, that we can go about doing it. That's beneficial to everybody involved. Um, so yeah, we will continue this conversation on, uh, mentorship next week and, and continue to dig into, uh, you know, the importance of finding those people. Um, and also the importance of being that person to somebody else and, and offering what we have. Um, and uh, we'll just see where that goes. So again, if you haven't checked out the video, please go do that. It, it is fantastic. And we will see you back here next week.
Hey guys, Tom here. If you like the conversation that we were having uh, this week on the podcast, make sure to give us a, a like or a review in your podcasting app. And we'd love for you to join in the conversation uh, beyond just uh, just what we got to talk through this week. So uh, find us on Facebook. We have a private group on Facebook now. You can uh, get to that through our website, strong-towers.com, or on Facebook you can search for We Are Strong Towers. Uh, like I said, it is a private group, so you'll need to ask uh, for us to, to let you in there just to keep it a safe space for guys to engage in, in deep conversation as we look at these topics that are uh, so important to who we are and, and uh, how we approach life. And follow us on social media also at strong underscore towers on Instagram and Twitter.